If chocolate is your weakness, the real chocolate decadence of Flava Naturals Performance Chocolate can be your strength. I've been searching high and low for cocoa products that deliver meaningful amounts of healthful flavanols with great flavor and minimal sugar. So I'm thrilled to have found Flava Naturals. Extensive research demonstrates the remarkable benefits of daily cocoa flavanols on brain and heart function, including a recent Harvard study showing a 27% reduction in cardiovascular death. But you need to eat five or more ordinary dark chocolate bars every day to match the flavanols consumed in most of these studies. Flava Naturals Performance Dark Chocolate Cocoa Powder and beverages deliver five to nine times the flavanols of typical dark chocolate. Their secret is sourcing premium, high flavanol cocoa beans and processing them naturally. The result is decadent dark chocolate with the flavanol levels needed to fuel brain and cardio performance. I use it every day. For more information and to order, just go to flavanaturals.com. That's flavanaturals.com. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. It's our weekly compendium of questions that you can send to us at questions at drhoffman.net. And we've got with us Layla Mutin, who is our resident nutritionist. Uh, each week we get together and we field your questions. Questions come to questions at drhoffman.net. How are you doing, Layla? Okay, Dr. Hoffman. How are you? Good, good. So we have some uh, good questions uh, in the mailbag. Yep. And uh, before we do that, I want to actually share with you a very interesting study mm. uh, which uh, looks at the relationship between exercise and dementia. Now, uh, there is clearly a relationship between uh, exercise and brain health. It yes. improves the circulatory system. It generates BDNF. Yes, brain-derived neurotrophic Factor. factor, which is like miracle grow for your yeah. neurons. Yeah. And so there's a really interesting study in a type of dementia that's very rare, which is, uh, it is called um, uh, familial frontotemporal degeneration. Now, uh, you know, let's just hope that uh, you are not prey to this because this is a disease that accelerates dementia by many fold oh. and typically suffers uh, develop really uh, early onset dementia. So uh, the, um, uh, the study uh, is, uh, looks at uh, the impact of exercise on a genetic predisposition to dementia, which rapidly accelerates it. So you might think, well, wow. okay, it, at least in this group of individuals, exercise can't do much good because they're so genetically prone to dementia. Ah. The frontal and temporal parts of the brain are essential for, you know, command and control mm -hmm. and for uh, speech and for memory and you know, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So uh, the temporal part of the brain, of course, uh, associated with the hippocampus, medial temporal. So, you know, you're going to be really Just in trouble the if memory you have center. this condition. So mm -hmm. don't worry, folks. You're not likely to have this. Uh, but it, it's an interesting thought yeah. experiment to apply exercise to this situation. And guess what? Hmm. They found that there was a slowing in the progression of dementia when these folks exercised. Huh. Now, it wasn't a cure because yeah. this is a very, very profound genetic glitch. But, but it tempered the gene? It tempered the, the expression of the gene, which yeah. suggests yeah. 
that uh, you know even if you're genetically prone, say you have the APOE or something like that, which mm -hmm. is actually less predictive of the risk of dementia. I mean, it increases mm -hmm. the risk of dementia by several fold. That uh, exercise is still a factor, and it also speaks yeah. to a lot of things that we have genetically. That may you know, may say, well, I'm genetically prone to heart disease, or I'm you know familial risk for cancer. Or yes. Just, that these are all modifiable by and large through lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, just uh, I think it's. Uh, I mean, it, it, it's it's kind of esoteric because it's a rare condition, but it it, it illustrates a point, which is that we are not fated yeah. to uh, execute our genetic genetic program invariably without, irrespective of our environmental mm -hmm. impacts. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that that you know. End of soapbox. Right, right. Well, genes can be turned on or off depending on yeah. what we eat, how we live, how we move they're, or don't move. Their right? expression is controlled. Their expression. Yeah. Yeah. And this we control. call this epigenetics, which yes. is the... Which the, the, moves from generation to generation. Which actually can actually, you can actually transmit Absolutely. Uh, a, your healthy lifestyle or unhealthy lifestyle to uh, up to two generations. two generations. Isn't right. that something? Yeah. So we are what our grandparents ate. Or as the Bible degree. sometimes says, if I'm paraphrasing, I get it wrong. It's something like mm. uh, uh, the sins of the fathers shall be visited upon the children yeah. unto the fourth or fifth generation. I think it says wow. something to that effect. Wow! The, the See, they Bible. knew even then. <laughs> yeah, they knew. They knew. <laughs> Epigenetics in the Bible. Uh, you know, uh, 2500 BC, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Wow. In the Old Testament. That's really in something. In the Old Testament. In the Old Testament. Yeah. Right. 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 Oh my goodness. So that's very interesting. The other thing is exercise is like taking glucophage, mm -hmm. metformin. It makes cells more sensitive to insulin. Yes. It can kind of uh, uh, diminish any kind of insulin resistance that also impacts the brain, mm -hmm. that type of dementia. So Remotes there is that. revascularization because of the demand yeah. by uh, the organs for increased blood flow and the musculoskeletal system increases mm -hmm. your muscle mass. Muscle mass is one of the things that is directly correlated with mortality. Yeah. So the more muscle, uh, the less likely you are to die, especially at a later age. Yes, 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 yes. All a proxy for that. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Very interesting. With the exception of Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm not sure he's going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Oh my gosh. I think he's been juicing a little too much to get those muscles, though. So. Oh, okay. That's part of the problem. Oh, okay. Do it naturally. <laughs> That's it. Do it naturally. Get your good, fair amount of protein. Diet has everything to do with it, too. Yeah. The impact on your exercise. There's always a, a window after exercise, a 45 to 60 minute window, where your muscles really want that well, additional I, protein I, I, to repair those micro tears. I've, study, I've studied that, you know, and I got to say that I'm listening to, you know, some of the interesting commentators on that subject. And the, some of the people who really know muscle physiology, they're trying to dispel that a little bit. That, hmm. you know, there's supposed to be this critical window where you have to like consume protein right after exercise. And that's what I used to do is take a protein shake yeah. and get it into the muscles for repair. It may be, according to some real experts on this, that as long as you get a fair amount of protein in during the day, the timing it makes up is for it. not that as critical. Critical. Well, that's good to right? know because okay. sometimes you just can't get into that. Our 
A lot of people aren't hungry after exercise. Well, they may have started hungry, but then they go exercise, and afterwards yeah. they're not hungry for a couple of hours. I have a theory about that. It, I think that you get adrenalized when you exercise. Yes. And you, you, so that kind of takes away the parasympathetic for a while. It's a little bit of a fight or flight state. Yeah. That's deliberately induced. No time to eat and digest right now. So. However, as, you know, within an hour or so after I exercise, like if I've taken a really long bike ride and it's a hilly terrain or something, I get like the appetite from hell. I get like not wow. stomach hunger, but like my muscles want. Wow. Sustenance. Yeah. Yeah. That's when it, when it really kicks in. But that's after you kind of relax a little bit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So anyway. Okay. So exercise is good. <laughs> exercise <laughs> is good. All around Fun. for everyone. It's a prescription. Yes. Indeed, it is a prescription. A very important and one. Speaking of prescriptions, hmm. good segue to uh, remind you to shop hundreds of curated, vetted supplements in my full script dispensary. They're not prescription supplements; they're over the counter, but uh, they're also the highest quality supplements, which many of which are very hard to find elsewhere. And they're the same supplements that I personally take and I prescribe mm -hmm. to my patients. Mm -hmm. So you can buy through Fullscript and you'll get fast free shipping. Our patients really one of our patients actually uh, commended us on Fullscript today. Said everything's working out great. They're getting their stuff real fast. Good. And good. you know with accurate fulfillment. It's, it's very good customer service. And, I do have uh, to say, yeah. So yeah. So uh, drhoffmanstore.com for my Fullscript dispensary. Okay. Um, questions at drhoffman.net, the destination for questions. What's on tap as if I didn't know? Oh, well, yeah, we've got a, a few. Flurry. We got a, a flurry. We got a flurry of emails from yeah. okay, Fran. Re re read some of them. From Al, from Dan. Yeah. I just came across this article claiming to implicate nicotinamide riboside on cancer formation and spread, mm -hmm. if I read this correctly. It wasn't a traditional mouse study, but using non invasive bioluminescent. Imaging. Okay. Okay. Well, but, you know, before they they try to describe it, I'll describe it. Yes. Um, let's see how we can best tackle that. Uh, okay. Um, the story. And you could read a couple more while we're at it. Because yeah, we've got yeah. I've been taking nicotinamide riboside for years. Would you be able to weigh in on this negative article? And what do you think? asks Dan, what do we do about nicotinamide riboside? Okay, so, and so for people who are not in the know about this, and we got about five more emails. Yes, this, we do. Right? I like, just gave you a little sample. Okay, and they're eventually the same thing. Uh, yep. Is my nicotinamide riboside uh, brand name True Niagen? Yes. Which I personally take. I love it. Mm -hmm. uh, I have many of our patients taking it. And With so, very good results. So, of course, what I saw this this initially was disconcerting to me, because if there's any scintilla of evidence that something that we're taking is harmful, uh, that's on me, and I got to be real concerned mm -hmm. about it for the welfare of not only my patients but myself, my family members who I encourage to take sure. it, and so on. Yeah. So, what nicotinamide riboside is? It's a revved up form of vitamin B3, and vitamin B3 uh, fits into nicotinamide adenine dinucleotide, or NAD, mm -hmm. which is actually one of the energy transfer molecules in the body. Yes. Which declines as Krebs you age yep. and declines in illness states. Mm -hmm. And so it's a plausible thing, kind of like coenzyme Q10, mm. to rev the energy pathways and the repair pathways of the body 
works on the mitochondria. And uh, so it's been proposed as a wonderful anti-aging and therapeutic agent and particularly helpful for the brain, which yeah. we know is very energy intensive. You do know, small fact, brain, 2% of the body weight, it requires 20% of the body's energy. Isn't that something? It's very energy avid. That organ. was a great article, Dr. Yeah. Hoffman. Yeah. So mm -hmm. we talk about it in our newsletter. And yep. uh, you know, my interview with Dr. Chris Palmer has written a book called Brain mm -hmm. Energy. So to me, uh, these types of supplements, coenzyme Q10, uh, perhaps carnitine, but NAD, yeah. these are really, or NR, nicotinamide riboside, yes. plausible ways to get uh, an anti-aging effect, to get an energizing effect, also you know, potentially for athletic performance and strength, yeah. endurance, mm -hmm. right? Because if it helps the energy metabolism, it might help the muscles and so on. Okay, so fast forward to this article uh, which appeared, and, uh, it, and, and just let me preface this by saying, when I treat cancer patients, and you share this view, yeah. I'm kind of conservative about what I give them because yes. I don't want them to take everything in the health food store. No. Because cancer, it is at least plausible that cancer may derive support from lots of additional nutrients. Sure. So it may be... It wants to live. Yeah, that giving a lot of B vitamins, which help growth and repair, may cause cancer cells to proliferate. I don't, the answer is not out yet, but I'm conservative yeah. about it. Yeah. I do know that certain nutrients do not make cancer grow, like vitamin D or magnesium. Yes. Okay. Or vitamin C. They don't no. act as growth factors for cancer. But, nope. you know, some potential information about that in active cases of cancer, maybe use a little restraint about certain B vitamins. Yeah. You know? Okay. Uh, however, if you go to Morel Sloan Kettering, they say, well, you know, don't take any of those crazy supplements. Just take a multi, <laughs> which, oh. is, which is, you know, they don't. Which is kind I of mean, ridiculous. It okay. kind of violates that <clears throat> hypothesis that I just put out. Right. You know, is that, you know, they think that it's so innocuous to take a multi. Well, maybe. Not. What they should have said is we don't know. Right. That's what they should yeah, have said. Right. Anyway. So fast forward to this article, which yeah. I'm going to read to you some of it. Mm -hmm. It is entitled, A Bioluminescent-Based Probe for an In Vivo Non-Invasive Monitoring of Nicotinamide Riboside Uptake Reveals a Link Between Metastasis and NAD Metabolism. Yeah. All right. That's got me. So In Vivo means in the body. Right. In not fact, in the test tube. Yeah, but guess what? Mm. It's not really in vivo. Mm. It's a kind of a, a, it's a very novel, brand new chemical probe that they're using to mm. trace the metabolism of nicotinamide riboside. And the study was done in mice, not humans. And what they say, and this is the scary part, they say our results demonstrate that NR supplementation results in a significant increase in cancer prevalence and metastases of triple negative breast cancer to the brain. Yes. Now, there's, if there's anything worse than uh, negative breast cancer, it's triple negative breast cancer. Right. It's like very negative. It's like, no, it's non-responsive to hormonal therapy. It's huh. very hard to treat and very dangerous. So, all right, so what's going on with this? Whoa. So uh, I looked at that and I said, I am waiting. I want to look at the study. Yep. But I want to wait for better minds to 
uh, evaluate the study and its implications. Mm -hmm. And I waited, and I kept my powder dry, but I have enough information now to share with you some impressions on that study. Mm -hmm. First of all, uh, I'm reading uh, a uh, 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 one of the comments, and actually, you know, as bad as Twitter is, it's a place for rapid communication of information, yeah. and that's why I'm there. Yeah. And I'm not there for the snark, uh, you know, I'm there for people exchange ideas quickly on Twitter. So what the, one commenter on this is says, because it is intentionally misleading and obfuscated, from the paper, by week 10 of the experiment, 7 out of 10 mice in the nicotinamide riboside supplemented group formed detectable tumors. That's 70%. While only 5 of 9 mice in the control group had tumors. Wait a minute. So that difference, 7 out of 10 versus 5 out of 9? Were these mice all prone to cancer to begin very with? Very cancer prone. Yes. They're bred to be, to study cancer. Oh. So they found that, that like one more mouse had uh, a cancer because of the nicotinamide riboside. And they, so statistically, they say that results in a 27% increased tumor prevalence between the two groups. But the results are not significant. They're not. They're, it, the study is what we were in science referred to as underpowered. Uh -huh. It is massively underpowered to detect a signal. Yeah. Because 7 out of 10 versus 5 out of 9, is that a difference? No. Even and the results are oversold. So in addition, mm. in addition, uh, they also say uh, that, um, you know, that this is a deliberate clickbait headline, <sighs> that they, they've actually overdrawn this inference about nicotinamide riboside based on a very sketchy study. Um, and in fact, studies have shown that it may be, although it hasn't been yet proven conclusively, that nicotinamide riboside is cancer preventive. But we can't make that claim yet. No. But one of the things that definitely is the case is that if you have cancer and you're getting one type of chemotherapy called cisplatin, yes. which very often causes neuropathy, there's good evidence that taking nicotinamide riboside will reduce the likelihood of neuropathy, which is yeah. uh, pins and needles sensation, loss of sensation, yes. especially in the feet, mm -hmm. uh, sometimes in the fingers of cancer patients, which is very devastating. Uh, so they say, in fact, in the largest studies that have been done, uh, there's an association between higher B3 use and lower skin cancer. Now, you know those studies. Oh, yes. Big study, New England Journal of Medicine, high-dose nicotinamide. Mm-hmm. 1,500 milligrams a day have the incidence of subsequent basal cell and... Uh, yes, and, basal and, cell... And, and squamous yeah, cell skin. cancer. Mm -hmm. Not had no impact on melanoma, but yeah. it had an impact on those cancers. Mm -hmm. So that makes it less likely that there really is a, a biological effect. And here's this one of the studies here um, that says um, nicotinamide riboside re relieves... Uh, paclitaxel-induced peripheral neuropathy and enhances suppression of cancer cells. It, enha it didn't it get in the way. It yeah. enhances the, the, suppression the efficacy of, of the chemotherapy. Yeah. Well, here's the confounder. If this mouse study, if these mice were bred to have cancer anyway, isn't that yeah. a confounder? Well, no, because you, you might say that's fair because you want, want to study it in a population where you're going to get some results. So instead of like you know, weighing, you know, killing 10,000 mice, you know, and, and spending a lot of money, 
they did it in a model which that's how we study cancer. Right. So I, you yeah. know, you could say that's fair, but it it they'd have. But to they be, could have used any other substance, well, not like, nicotinamide riboside, so, and could have gotten the same conclusion. Too much water or something. Right. Yeah. You know. But so they say. Yeah. One of the commenters who is I respect, who's an expert on nicotinamide riboside, Charles Brenner, PhD, writes. Yes. Pretty weird paper overall. They started with some click chemistry to label an NR analog, and then went kind of off the rails with the cancer cell injection model. Um, oh wow! And you know, another commenter says, "Seems absurd to draw such a conclusion given such small sample size." And then generalizing it to humans who are not—we're uh, not mice—and they're not cancer-prone. Uh, you know, like this special uh, line of mice mm-hmm. that are used for laboratory studies on breast cancer. So, wow. So so yeah it it it's it's I know it's it sounds it's like gross. the creation of a problem yeah uh, and so, oh finally finally yes, yes. one of the authors of the study he actually publicly stated he, his name is Dr. Canto he writes he he's listed as one of the authors of the study that shows that supposedly it causes triple negative breast cancer and metastasis he says. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the interest in that work. The title of the news article, Popular Dietary Supplement Causes Cancer Risk and Brain Metastasis, is clickbait materially, material and totally inaccurate from a scientific standpoint. The experiment in Merrick et al. does not allow for this conclusion. Wow. Okay? He wow. He, he disagrees with, with the, the, the yeah. interpretation of the article. Yeah. So for now, I'm going to keep taking it. I'm going to keep recommending it. Yes. I'm going to be... Cautious with we do have patients with active cancer, uh, unless I'm trying to prevent uh, uh, you know taxol related mm-hmm. uh, uh, neuropathies. Yeah, I I may withhold that therapy from right. the cancer patient until we have more information on right, this. Right, But I'm not going to go off on a on a jag and say that everybody who's taking this they're going to develop breast cancer. Right, especially triple negative breast cancer. Right, it's, it's going to metastasize it, to your brain. Here's another thing that's happening wow. is, and I wondered about this, but maybe this is happening, maybe this isn't. But NMN, which is a competitor, nicotinamide mononucleotide. Yes. It's there's sort of a war going on between which NAD is product is better, NR NMN. NMN has now is the, the FDA is uh, proposing to ban it because David Sinclair of resveratrol fame. Yes, is trying to market NMN as a drug. Oh. And when you market something as a drug, you can't have it simultaneously on a health food store shelf. And so they're in effect ah, they're trying to edge out I the see. competition. And there's going to be a big fight around this because that just as there was a fight with NAC because NAC is a medication mm-hmm. and acetylcysteine mm-hmm. and recently uh, they were thinking taking it off the market but they actually were able to keep it on the market and FDA blinked and wow. they kept it on the market because there was such a firestorm of protest. People said NAC is such a valuable supplement. Uh, it's in a NMN is less popular, but it's still uh, available as an over the counter and, and the there's plot be a fight. thickens. Yeah. Wow. But I wonder was this article planted by the NMN people to to hmm. impugn the NR? I mean what, what a great question. That's, that's a tinfoil hat theory. Right. Uh, but you know it would it would seem to me that the NMN people would not have a lot to gain from that because there would be some blowback on them because if, if the if the related product was implicated in cancer, it might 
reflect poorly on the NMN product. Yes. So I don't know. It, I, I don't have any substantiation for that theory mm -hmm. that this was somehow mm -hmm. a form of industrial sabotage. Right, you know? right. Oh my gosh. So Fran, Al, Dan, et al. Everybody, take a deep breath. Right. Take and a deep breath. Chill out. <laughs> okay, good point at which to pause and allow one of our sponsors an opportunity to share an important message with you. So here goes. Listen up. As you know, it's important to me that the supplements I recommend and use are of the highest quality. That's why I stocked the Protocol for Life Balance product line in my online dispensary, drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance. Protocol for Life Balance offers a wide range of professional grade products using ingredients backed by strong scientific research. Among them, several stand out for their support of mood and emotional wellness, myonostal powder, L-theanine, and clinical stress relief. Myonostal powder promotes emotional and mental wellness and healthy eating patterns. L-theanine can support relaxation without drowsiness and promotes healthy cognitive function. And clinical stress relief has been shown to support healthy cortisol levels and thus can help relieve the symptoms of stress from everyday life. They're available at dearhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance. That's dearhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance for more information and to order. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting our sponsors. They're what make Intelligent Medicine a continuing free sponsor for you. And by the way, you know, uh, uh, True Nigen, I think they were a sponsor for us, but right now, yeah. I don't have any skin in the game. Uh, they're not a sponsor anymore. I don't think mm -hmm. they renewed with us at, at this mm -hmm. point. So, formally okay. speaking, you know, I, one has to sometimes declare conflict of interest. Uh, I, we, we sell True Nigen on, yeah. the, on the full script website, but I am not. Uh, directly reimbursed by the makers of nicotinamide riboside yeah. to say what I just said. Right. You are not paid for this. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. We've got a question. Yeah, give us a preview of what we're going to tackle in part two. Oh, my gosh. Coming up to our uh, break. It's a cocoa flavanols question. Do you know how much of the flavanols I lose by heating? The cocoa powder, mm -hmm. I okay. guess, to make like a hot chocolate we'll, or we'll something. We'll tackle that in yep. part two. Yep. Uh, just a reminder that uh, during our weekend program, 877-726-8255, uh, gets you on the program while it's live from noon to two on Saturdays. But you can also uh, call 877-726-8255 anytime you like, and you can record a question, and we'll uh, play that on my Saturday program, and I'll answer it on the air. That's another way to get questions to us. All right, uh, we'll be back momentarily. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast.